sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. Get him a body bag, Johnny! Yeah! What's up, Sweep Delay Podcast fans? I'm your host with the most, Mike McMasunas. How's everybody doing this week? Hey, sorry about uh, last week. I know I said Wednesday I would be back with a new episode. Um, me and my guest co-host were trying to uh, work things out, and we were all good to go for that Wednesday, and then something happened uh, for me. Um, I had some um, car issues, and then we said, well, why don't we just do it on Friday? And then he had some problems, so... Uh, I am back now. This is Wednesday, so you should be getting this episode uh, hopefully tonight. So, uh, tonight we are going to be talking about the new movie X-Men The First Class. I just saw this actually on my birthday. I saw it on June 5th. Uh, Me and my wife had the whole day to ourselves because my mom came over and watched the girls. And uh, it was a blast. And this is how I ended my birthday was watching this movie. So um, I'm going to go ahead and give you my review of the film. Kind of like I did with Fast Five. I'm going to give you a non-spoiler review of the film. And then I'll go ahead and play a quick song. And then if you want to stay and find out spoilers for the film, uh, then go ahead and stick around for that. Um... Before we uh, get into that stuff, let's get into some movie and music news. How the hell do we wind up like this? Why weren't we able to see the signs that we missed? Alright, I actually have a lot of information this week. Um, you know, since I had all this prepared from last week and didn't get to record, uh, a lot of good things have been added. Uh, first of all, um, anybody who's a, a fan of the movie The Heavenly Kid, and The Heavenly Kid is actually one of the most um, downloaded episodes of Sweet Delegate. It was actually number two, now it's number three. Um, for all of you Heavenly Kid fans, the soundtrack is now officially on iTunes, an MP3 format. Uh, this was a very rare, hard-to-find soundtrack. It is finally available for 10 bucks. Most of the great songs, especially the ones that I played on the show, those are all available to download um, individually. Um, but there's like two or three songs that you have to buy the whole album for. Um, so go ahead and get and check that on out. And if you'd like Amazon.com, they also have that as well. A um, couple of different things. Um, the, um, the Twitter accounts, I was wrong. I think I said SWL podcast. It's actually Sweep the Lake podcast, STL podcast at Twitter.com. So uh, please, if you put in the wrong address, that's why, because I told you the wrong one, so sorry about that. So um, in regards to music news, um, Skillet, uh, as you know, which I play a lot on this show, um, they are going to be on the Transformers 3 soundtrack, which is awesome. Linkin Park always heads the uh, soundtracks to the Transformers movies uh, and it's really cool that Skillet uh, not only is this their very first soundtrack but uh, they're playing Awake and Alive which uh, I've played that a few times on the show 
it's excellent to see that that is on the soundtrack. Not sure if it'll make it into the movie, but very, very cool that it's going to be on the soundtrack. Uh, if you're a fan of Sean Kingston, um, last week or two weeks ago, I believe, uh, he was in a jet ski accident, um, and he is currently uh, in the hospital, and his condition has been going in and out. Um, but his recovery is supposed to take about six weeks, so uh, hopefully he will recover from that. Uh, I don't really listen to his music, but you know I know a lot of people like him, so hopefully uh, everything will work out for him. Uh, ja Rule, I just read today, um, he had a firearm in the back of his car, but he's actually going to turn himself in and do a two-year jail sentence, so I do applaud him for turning himself in. Um, I'm not sure that that's going to stick the whole two-year in jail thing. It never does. I mean, look at Lindsay Lohan. I'm sure he'll probably be there for like five months, but we'll see what happens. So, uh, Other news we have. Um, one thing I thought was very smart is... Um, even though I'm not a fan of Lady Gaga, as you guys all know, she did something very intelligent. And uh, NSYNC currently holds the record still of selling the most CDs in one week. It's 2.2 million. And that was before we really had the whole single thing because what really drove that album was the song Bye Bye Bye. And uh, Lady Gaga tried to kind of break that record where she was selling her album for 99 cents. And she ended up selling 1.1 million in one week. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't break that record. But, I mean, the girl, she doesn't need the money. So the fact that she did this really got her music out to everybody. And I thought it was really, really cool that she did that. So um, I, I do give her props for doing that and being creative uh, in the music business. So, so that was good. Um, uh, did you guys know that Miley Cyrus covered uh, Smells Like Teen Spirits? I watched it on YouTube. It was kind of a train wreck. Um, so if you guys want to see how she did, some parts were okay, but for the most part, it didn't really fly too well. So um, you guys should just check that out on um, on uh, you know on YouTube. Tell me what you think. So um, other news um, that we have in movie news is um, oh Salt uh, officially today. Salt has uh, been given a sequel, and I'm a big fan of Angelina Jolie, and I really enjoyed Salt. I thought it was an excellent film. I'm really excited that we're getting a sequel to that film, so I am looking totally forward to it. I think it's going to be really, really good. So at least I'm hoping that it's going to be good. So, um, and then in, uh, outside of that, uh, that should be it for movie and music news. Um, let's go ahead and get into our uh, into my movie review of X Men. The first class. of this nation to regard any nuclear missile launched from Cuba against any nation in the Western Hemisphere as an attack by the Soviet Union on the United States. The cost of freedom is always high. No one can foresee precisely what cost it will take. One path we shall never choose, and that is the path of surrender. Ready for this? Let's find out. 
Listen to me very carefully, my friend. Killing will not bring you peace. Peace was never an option. Alright guys, as I said, I saw X-Men The First Class on my birthday. I saw it on Saturday. Um, and uh, that's how I closed out uh, my birthday. And uh, I do have to say, man, I I flippin'd, uh, I really, really enjoyed this film. Um, one thing I posted on Facebook and on Twitter is I said that uh, I'm not sure uh, if this was my favorite X-Men film because I, I love X2, but I almost wanted to put it above X2. And uh, I've had a couple days to sit on it, and um, I'm definitely going to go with uh, it's my favorite of the X-Men films. Um, I'm going to go into a couple things of why I didn't like it, and the reasons why I didn't like it are going to have to be in the spoiler section because the things I didn't like are spoiler-related. Um, but overall, in the non-spoiler review part of the movie, basically, um, overall, the movie takes place um, in 1944. And I like the fact that, uh, you know, we're going to the old school. And if you've seen from the previews, you got some JFK footage in there. And uh, it's really, really good um, how they were able to incorporate real-life events into the story. And um, the overall premise of the film is, um, I would say it's definitely a Magneto movie. You know, as you know, after X-Men Origins Wolverine, they were going to come out with a Magneto movie. But unfortunately, it never happened. Well, I really think that this was part of the Magneto script. I'm not 100% sure on that, but Brian Singer, who did not do X3, uh, came back. Uh, he didn't direct it, but he did the uh, the story. He helped do the story of the film and was also a producer. And it really, really shows. Um, this basically shows you the very beginning of, um, of Magneto, which shows you kind of the same as we had in X1 where they show him in the prison camp and stuff but it goes further and they recreate it almost perfectly where you think you're actually watching X1 but it's a different kid and uh, you know that because the next scene after the whole thing where his parents are taken away um, he's shown in front of um, the main bad guy of the film which surprisingly is Kevin Bacon um, I was not aware that Kevin Bacon was actually in this film so I was pleasantly surprised to see him in this movie um, and usually Kevin Bacon is like uh, Nicolas Cage he's hit or miss for me uh, either he does really really good performance or a real crappy one in this movie he was excellent um, basically um, he forces Magneto to tap into his moving metal abilities and he does that by um, having his mom in front of him and tells him that uh, if you can't move this coin just like you did earlier you you bent that gate I'm gonna kill your mom and you got three seconds and he tries all that he does his mom of course says everything's gonna be okay and it's not he doesn't move it she gets killed not really a spoiler it's part of the start part of the storyline and after she gets killed, he goes berserk and he moves everything. Now, a normal bad guy would probably be scared of everything that's going around around him. But this guy, he's just laughing hysterically like, yes, yes, more and more destruction. And that just kind of proves you how much of a bad guy this guy really is. And um, what he basically wants to do is kind of do World War III. Um, you know, basically have... Uh, the mutants, because you find out he's actually a mutant, kind of take out, um, take out the humans, kind of thing like we had in uh, in X2. 
Um, what's really good about this film is uh, James McAvoy. I know him from the movie Wanted. He plays young Xavier. I was really nervous about him being in this film uh, because he was okay in Wanted, but man, he pulled off Professor X perfectly in this film. Uh, he did a great job. But the person that steals this film is uh, Michael Fassbender. Um, this guy, and he plays Magneto. Uh, I haven't seen him in any other film, but I guess he's a very good dramatic actor. And man, he does a great performance as Magneto. Um, I really felt a different. Um, I really felt differently towards Magneto. Uh, in the other films, it was kind of like, yeah, he's the bad guy. But in this movie, after his mom is killed and and he does this, and all he wants to do is avenge his mom, it's kind of like you're with him along this ride like you really are sympathizing with him and he's not such a bad guy it's definitely a, a gray area kind of like the crow uh so to speak where you know he's not really evil and he's not really good he's just avenging um you know and that that's always a gray area in film and i really enjoyed magneto in his film i thought he was excellent um we have uh january jones uh, it sounds like uh, you know an adult film star, but she's not. I actually thought at first glance that she was uh, Sam and Dean's mom, uh, younger mom from Supernatural, but it's not. Um, she plays Emma Frost. She uh, she does really good. Um, she definitely looks the part. Some some scenes she felt a little stale, but for the most part, she does a really good job of being Emma Frost. Um, and then of course we have uh, we have Mystique and. Um, Mystique, you kind of grow up with her uh, as you do with Magneto because you finally get to see how her, how Magneto and Mystique get together, uh, which I'll go towards that at the, uh, at the spoiler section of the film. But uh, overall, um, you know, we see um, how, the, uh, the, how the mutants come together because um, basically they hire they hire Charles um, and when I mean hire uh, that would be the uh, the CIA basically um, they call it the Division X facility they basically hire Charles and um, the reason why um, I guess I should kind of backtrack a little bit here um, when we first meet Charles Xavier um, we basically he, he's a young kid and um, he's meted what we think is his mom which uh, he actually calls her out and says, you know, you're not my mom, blah, 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 blah. And we find out it's actually Mystique, which her real name is Raven. And uh, he's so overjoyed that he, melts, that he meets someone different than him, he actually invites her to live with his family. And the, the twist is, is that um, Charles Xavier and Mystique, or Raven, actually grow up together, which I never knew. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, basically, since the beginning takes place in 1944, uh, we then are moved to 1962, where we see an older Eric, which will be the Eric that we'll see throughout the rest of the film. He's basically tracking down former Nazis, because that's who Kevin Bacon's character was. He was uh, basically... He says he wasn't a Nazi, but he really was just trying to find mutants. And uh, one by one, he's basically trying to locate... Uh, where he is and when he finally does find where he is um, basically which I'm not going to tell you what happens but um, basically you're going to find out how Charles and Magneto met and became friends and uh, making a long story short they kind of work together to um, to 
get more mutants basically kind of um, recruit other mutants out there to take out um, the Kevin Bacon character and his mutants because basically he has his own set of mutants um, which are really cool um, they remind you of different versions of other people which I won't get into um, but basically you kind of see the uh, the beginning stages of Cerebro which is how Charles is able to find all these mutants and uh, that's where we kind of get the, the first class and uh, I really enjoy the first class um, very very fun group of kids um, I think for a no-name cast, so to speak. I mean, there's definitely people in here that you know, but for the most part, these are people you haven't really seen before. Uh, one guy was in a Taylor Swift music video. Um, he's got really cool powers, but for the most part, they're very believable. You go along with their story and, and their development, and um, I, I thought that the, the overall kids themselves were very excellent. And um, without giving too much of the story away, um, I... By the end of the film, thought that this was the best X-Men that I had ever seen. Just because the movie is long, uh, it's no secret that the movie is 2 hours and 10 minutes, but never once did I ever feel that the movie was dragging or uh, I actually wanted to see more by the time the movie ended. Uh, it was you were so I was so invested in the film and I definitely got things out of this X-Men that I never got in the other X-Men which is uh, a balance between story and action there was always either not enough action or if there was too much action then the story kinda wasn't all there this was very very intelligent movie um, my my one friend um, took his mom to go see the film and she knew nothing about the X-Men uh, but she actually thoroughly enjoyed the film just because there was um, all the JFK real footage and she was able to follow along and uh, it was just a very, very interesting take to hear that someone who never knew anything about X-Men could really enjoy this film. Um, overall, uh, I definitely give the film um, four and a half stars, no doubt about it. Uh, it's hands down my favorite X-Men film. If you have not seen X-Men First Class, you need to go see it now. Uh, if you if you enjoyed the first X-Men, uh, you'll you'll like this. If you love X2, you will definitely like this better than you may like it better than X2. You may not. Most people think X2 is the best, um, and I I did. This is one step above X2. I mean, it's kind of like. It's just a little bit better than X2 just because of the overall characters in the film and the emotion and the storytelling and the special effects are excellent. You're really drawn into the film. Um, you know, emotionally, um, everything looks really, really good on screen. Like I said, the special effects are excellent. I'm sure you saw in the previews where Magneto is lifting a submarine out of the water. That was great, great scene. Um, I highly recommend this film that you go check it out. Uh, it's definitely, um, you know, I, I didn't think anything would be Fast Five, but I mean, this is X Men here. This is actually uh, a really good franchise. But uh, so far, it's definitely my favorite film of the year. It was very, very good, very entertaining. So um, that is basically my non spoiler review of X Men The First Class. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play you a quick song. And then I will come back with the uh, with the spoiler section of the film.
Alright, so this is the spoiler section of X-Men The First Class. So if you are listening to this, either you've seen the film um, or you just don't care. Um, either way, I'm fine with that. Um, but uh, if you haven't seen the film and you just kind of want to hear what I have to say, there's a couple things I'm not going to tell you because you just have to see for yourself because they were very cool, interesting twists. I'm just going to tell you what I didn't like about the film. I had to put in the spoiler section because really my only problem I have with the film, it's very minor and that's basically, um, I'm not sure if this is a reboot, which I never heard that it was. I'm pretty sure that this is actually meant to follow the rest of the series. And if that's the case, there was only a couple screw-ups. Uh, the biggest one is the fact of at the very end of the film, um, with and I guess I should have expected it, but we actually see how Charles gets paralyzed, and uh, I it was totally caught off guard when it happened. I was kind of shocked, but we find out what happens, and uh, and then in X three in the very beginning, uh, we see Charles as an old man walking, and at that point I'm just like, well, that's not going to flow. Does that mean in the future movies he's going to somehow be able to walk again? and then get re-paralyzed, that's kind of the, the big screw-up of the film. If it's truly trying to follow the other three films, you know, be the true prequel prior to three films, that's really the only thing that was really messed up. Otherwise, uh, I thought everything else worked really good. Uh, everything flowed kind of as you expected. Yeah, that's why this person shows up with this person. Uh, that explains why this happened or that happened. Plus, it left a lot of things open for a sequel but that was probably my my only big complaint I have which dropped it from five stars to four and a half was if it truly was a prequel it jacked up what's gonna happen in part three but if it's trying to be a reboot then that you know if it's trying to be where it's trying to pull the best from each of the you know take the best ideas of the film and make it their own then I could totally go with that I think I think that's a good idea so that's kinda of where I don't know where the filmmakers going with that part of the film. Otherwise, uh, four and a half stars all the way. I thought it was an excellent film. I totally loved it. So um, that's going to be my review uh, for the week uh, in regards to um, X-Men The First Class. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, and in regards to the, uh, the, the music spotlight for the week, um, I actually have something uh, pretty big planned for next week. Uh, episode of the music that I'm going to play. So just for tonight, I'm just going to play an old school jam just uh, to rock out because most people probably aren't going to listen to the ending of this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and just play you um, just a rockin' old school jam. And then uh, I'm not going to have the little comedy bit. I'm going to do that next week on just a regular episode since this is kind of a special episode. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for uh, coming and listening to this episode. Uh, any thoughts you have on X-Men First Class or uh, any other movie, just go ahead and send my way to Sweep the Lake Podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, thanks again so much to all of our sponsors. Um, go ahead and check them out on my Facebook page. Just type in Sweep the Lake Podcast in Facebook. There's you'll find my page. Like it, become a fan, and then you'll see all of my buddies on the left-hand side of the page. So thanks again, guys. I will talk to you next week. In regards to the movie I'm doing, I haven't quite decided yet, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good 80s flick. So uh, or a new movie. I just I just watched I Am Number Four. I might do that. So I don't know. We'll see. But otherwise, guys, you take care. I'm as soon as stop.
Brooklyn ritten alle Frauen und jede Rippe kann man rock mit Amateurs. Er war Superstar, er war populär, er war so exaltiert, die Kasse hatte Flair. Er war ein Virtuose, war ein Rock-Idol und alles Rippe kann man rock mit Amateurs. Und es war irgendwie nur Plastic Money in den Mondbanken gegen ihn. Woher die Schulden kamen, war wohl jeder Mann bekannt. Er war ein Mann der Frauen, Frauen liebten seinen Punk. Er war ein Superstar, er war so populär, er war zu exaltiert. Genau das war sein Flair. Er war ein Virtuose, war ein Rocky-Doll. Und alles auf noch auf der Captain Rock, mir abmachen. Oh, 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 oh.